Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. I'm so excited for today's message. It's good. Somebody just say it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. On Friday, I was spending some time with the Lord in prayer and just asking God, what did he want to say today? And, and as I sat with the Lord, I got to be honest with you, my flesh was wrestling because there was, there was flesh in me that wanted to, to, to kind of rebuke and get angry. Does anybody ever feel angry and you just want to tell everybody about it? And there was just something in my spirit. I'm like, that is not the message that God wants to get out today. And so as I prayed, I just said, God, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? And the first thing he showed me, and I've, as I've told most of you, how, how I seek the Lord for messages is he gives me breadcrumbs. He'll tell me to go and look in this place or look in that place and check this out or pull up this scripture. And, and all of a sudden, a, a whole message will come out as I walk through the breadcrumbs. And so this Friday, as I was sitting there with the Lord, kind of frustrated, I hadn't had my message yet. The breadcrumb that came was Pastor AJ. And I said, okay. So I reached out to Pastor AJ. I texted him. I said, hey, what's God been telling you lately? And he started sharing with me a couple of things God's been speaking to him about. And I said, mm, that's good. I said, you know what? I think the whole church needs to hear that. I said, hey, how would you feel about preaching on Sunday? Now, this is Friday, right? For some of us that don't like doing presentations or standing in front of people, that's not very much time to prepare, is it? And uh, he said, okay, I'll try. And I said, hey, man, if it's too much, don't worry. Maybe I can preach on what you just talked about, or, or maybe I can just keep seeking the Lord. I don't know. And he said, well, why did you ask me to preach? I said, because I was praying, and, and God put you in my mind. No other reason. I just said, you were my breadcrumb. And uh, so he said, okay, well, I'm going to preach, then I'll, I'll bring it. So can you help me welcome up Pastor AJ to bring a word for us today? Who needs a breakthrough in their life right now? I know I do. I mean... When we talked on Friday, uh, you know, I was kind of nervous, like, I'm going to come up with a message in three days. I had to help Saturday move, and we had things, family things, we had busyness, like, you know, so I asked God, please help me out. I know you've been telling me this over and over again, and I'm, I'm following you, you know, we seek out the Lord throughout the week, I have people, you know, but write a message is a little different, right? And so I asked him, please, please give me some guidance, you know, I need, I need you, I need you in every aspect of my life. I need you in every aspect of my message. I need you in every aspect of my thought process, right? Because sometimes in the week, you get so far away from him that we don't get back to him. And so it's kind of a wake-up, right? When he talks to me, he's like, hey, I want you always ready. You got to be ready. We always got to be ready, right? And sometimes we get lackadaisical going our, 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 our uh, relationship with him. But I'm going to pray real quick. So please join me in prayer. Lord. I ask you that nothing comes out of me that's not from you, Lord. I pray that the message is all yours, not mine, Lord. I pray that you give me the wisdom and the words to speak that you want to speak to the people here, Lord, and, and the message for the week, Lord. I pray that also that you just give us insight on what, what you're doing and what, what we're looking forward to, Lord. I know sometimes you don't see it in the mix like the desert, but I know you're still working. You're a way maker working behind the scenes, even though we don't know it. Even the, the small things that may be distractions is because your hand's at it. Keep us back in focus with you, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah, just uh, happy Father's Day for one, you know. Um, I'm Pastor AJ, right? And like I said, I always get nervous when I'm up here. Um, preaching and teaching is God's business, and I want, I want less of me and more of him always, right? I don't, I don't want anything of my opinion to be there. And sometimes it is, but I want him, his hand in every direction I go to. 
But thank you for joining us today. Um, now, I want, I want to start in the beginning. Now, I think we always skip over um, in Genesis. Um, so turn to me to Genesis 3, 1 through 6. It says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say to you must eat the fruit from any tree in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat, God said. You must not eat or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat, eat it, and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced she saw the tree was beautiful and the fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So, so she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband and was with her and he ate it too. <clears throat> you know, a lot of times you're like, well, why did Eve eat the fruit, right? Why did she do that? But Adam was right there. He could have been like, no, we're not going to eat the fruit. We, we were going to stop there, but he decided to follow, right? So sometimes when we follow the wrong things, it leads us to the wrong places, you know? I think the world sometimes lies to us that um, the right things is pursuit of your pride, pursuit of your education, pursuit of your worldly knowledge, but not pursuit of him. As a matter of fact, it's nothing wrong. Like, I, I have a master's degree, and I can't spell at all. <laughs> if I, I got a master's degree, right, in software development. And the thing is that I seek that out for my own uh, acknowledgement, right? Not for God's knowledge. I wanted my own achievements, not God's achievements, right? And so, so a lot of times that fruit looks good, that wisdom that fruit looks good, right? And we're like, I want to take that. I want to know what it feels like. But sometimes, you know, the world offers us the apple. We, we got to look towards him a lot, you know? Um, anyways... There you go. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. You guys can hear me now? Okay, good. I feel like I'm eating it. Fine? Okay, good. I don't want to eat the apple. I'm going to stop eating the apple, okay? I don't need this thing. I guess it's right there and it's preached at the same time. <laughs> now, I, I think in the beginning... Um, we were looking in the beginning. I don't know about you. I grew up where I didn't go to church. I didn't know who Christ was. And so I saw people's accolades and I thought, well, I got to have achievements, right? I got to be. It's nothing wrong with achievements. It's nothing wrong with goals. There's nothing wrong with plans. But even with this message, I think that we make our plans and God determines our steps every time we go, right? And, and even in life, it doesn't, God doesn't say don't plan on having a, a nice house. Don't plan on having good things. But he says that don't make that your idol. Don't make that your fruit. Make him your fruit. Seek him out. And he'll provide those things for you, right? A lot of times we plan on doing our own accord. And we're, we're just, even me, I, I've known, I'm very stubborn. Even asked Kayla when I was moving stuff. I want to do it on my own because I, on my own strength, right? My own accord, I could do this, no problem, right? Because I'm strong. But sooner or later, you're going to break down because it's not him. It's not, it's not him supporting you. It's yourself supporting yourself. And also we need each other. As we, we talked about this, we need each other. We need relationship. We need family. And that's what church is about. And I love Living Stones because Pastor Justin says 
If we go somewhere else because we're living stones of God, we're helping building the pieces, the foundation, the bedrock of where we're coming from is through Christ. Not, not just living stones, through Christ. Jesus Christ is our foundation. Right? And, and of course we need each other. Before I was like, oh, I can do it on my own. I don't need no help. I don't need nobody, you know. And because Marines, Marines are kind of that way. We have, we have this pride and arrogance. Michelle knows and Nick knows and we can't, we can do everything on our, our own. We don't need nobody's help. But then that's when we get isolated. That's when the enemy loves to come around and say, you know, yeah, don't worry. You're better than everybody else. You're good. Don't worry about that. Then you have the fault. You know, no one's around you. He wants you alone. He wants you isolated, right? So, yeah, that's right. And uh, so a lot of people, I, 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 my flaws are spelling, right? Pete was picking on me this morning. He goes, yeah, I, I corrected your, your, your message because you said the beginning, and it says, that's like, I go, well, my spell checker is on a different continent halfway around the world, so she wasn't here to help me out. So, <laughs> And she, she'll tell you the truth. Like, she, she, I, I asked her, I should send my text message to her first so she can proofread it before I send it out to people. But, you know, that's why God gives you a better half, right? Stronger together. That's right. So, you know, in that situation, Adam could have been responsible. And I think that uh, with Father's Day, we, we have that. I, I don't know. I, I grew up in a uh, a multi-family type of environment where I had a stepfather and I had a father. I had a father that was absent and I had a stepfather that was there. But he was there only time the time that um, from the age of three to the age of twelve years old, right? So I had a little bit of that that nucleus during that time. My father was. was like put in my mouth. <laughs> Is it better? Okay. Uh, it keeps on falling down. But anyways, um, my stepfather and my dad, two different people, right? And so when they're gone, I ran amok. My poor mom, I, I feel sorry for her. I, I pray for her all the time because I was uh, a very, I was one of those kids that was in alternative school. Uh, I was suspended. And I blame it on the lack of father. And the enemy knows that, right? And the enemy knows that if we don't take responsibility, the lack of the father which holds the steeple of the household. doesn't mean that women are not important. But a man is also important. The nucleus of the family is important. And right now, we get confused on what is right and what is wrong. So we definitely have to go back to the Word to see what the nucleus is because the enemy wants to take us out on Father's Day, right? And it's like we talked about, this is the most least celebrated holidays of the year, Father's Day. Why? Because the enemy is trying to make it less important. It's just as important. Mother's Day is just as important. The family nucleus is just as important. And I think that, um, let me get back to basics, which is basics is going back to the Bible and knowing what man and woman are, right? Knowing what a father is and, and what a mother is, right? And, and uh, it has nothing to do with hate or, or, or you know, I want to be known, we talked about this this weekend, I don't want to be known for what I hate. I want to be known for what I love, which is Jesus, family, people, right? And you can't do that if you have hate. You can't even spread the gospel if you hate, you know? Of course it's wrong, but you need to know that you need to change your perspective to spread the gospel. That's number one evangelism, spread, spread the gospel, right? I'm going to take you to uh, Cain and Abel. And I think it's uh, Genesis 4, 1 through 12. 
Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced. Later she gave birth to his brother named Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd, and Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain represented some of his crops and gifts to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion of his firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel's and his gift, but he did not accept Cain's and his gift. This made Cain very angry. He looked dejected. Why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You are so, you are so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why, oh, I'm sorry. You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day Cain suggested his brother, let's go subdue it and be the, sorry, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother. Abel was killed, Abel killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. I am my brother... I am my brother's guardian, but the Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which will swallow your brother's blood. No longer will the ground you yield crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you'll be homeless, wandering the earth. <clears throat> like, what does that have to do? But I think that this is another thing that goes to, like we talked about the pride of knowing the wisdom of God. And also, comparison kills, right? How many times do we compare ourselves to others and what they have? Others in the relationship with God. Others in relationship with uh, finances. Others in relationship with friends, right? We always do that comparison. Do we kill our brotherhood just like Cain and Abel? Why? Because we, the world tells us that we have to compare. I think we spend less time... I, I feel like we spend less time comparing each other and seeking the Lord. God will give you direction where you're supposed to fill his purpose, right? And you fit into the body a lot better. You know, if you don't, there's everywhere has a place. You know, I can't do what my nephew does on stage with the guitar or sing, right? I can't uh, preach the same way Pastor Justin does, right? Because we have our own type of style. We all, God does certain things with own people, but you got to give him that chance to let him design who you are. You know, for many years, I've been confused of who I was. That's why I got in so much trouble. I was looking for identity. I was looking at the wrong identity. I was looking at the world's identity. It's cool to be in trouble. It's cool to do drugs. It's cool to, uh, you know, fight. It's cool to do all these things that a boy gets confused at without a father, showing what God's purpose is in life, right? And I think that that's what we need more of. We need more men and families to stand up for what is right in the Bible, not what the world tells their kids to grow up to be, right? A lot of times we blame the school system for what they're teaching, but what are we teaching at home? Are we pastoring our families at home? Right? I think it's our responsibility, too, to pastor our kids at home. You know, it's not, it's not my job or Pastor Justin's job at youth. That's only one time we get a chance to, to do that with them, right? It's not youth camp. That's only a week out of the year. That's 365 days. After that, it's our parents to cultivate that culture of following who Jesus is, right? Trust me, I blame it on myself, too. There's a lot of times I've lacked in that. And, and this is the eye-opening, especially in the past couple of months. God's been talking to me through my son, Caden, that I need to step up and show him the miracles that they talk about in the book. We're doing less of it. We let the TV show the miracles instead of the parents going out and doing the miracles, right? 
And you can hold me because I haven't been doing it either. That's why I got kind of gently, gently rebuked like I'm back there. Gently rebuked. Put it back in your mouth. <laughs> Put that mic back in right there. So I hope, you, I hope you understand I fall short too. And this is a reflection, right? When Pastor Justin told me to preach on Friday, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not ready. Wait a minute, I'm not ready. So who, when are we going to stop being saying somebody else does it? When are we going to be ready for us to do it, right? God's calling us to do something. We've got to be ready. And that, it's, it's okay. I like to watch TV. I like to, you know, play games. I like to eat. I like to do the things like, you know, human beings do, right? But not always am I seeking the Lord out the way I'm supposed to be doing it. So I think the pri- first priority is the Lord. And the second priority is your family. Keep your family. It doesn't matter if you're separate or not, but your family is still your family. Connect to them, right? Text them. See how they're doing. And the third is ministry. I'm sorry, but if that doesn't fall in line, I can't be up here, right? Yeah. I can't be doing this thing, staying up church, because my whole family falls behind. We talk about going after the lost, right? But if your family is left behind, how are you going to go after the lost, right? Because then you're seeking what you want, not what God's really wanting you to do, so... Man, yes, yeah, so as talked about in the beginning, I try so hard to fit in. We try so hard to fit in. I know everybody has tried hard to fit in. Middle school is hard to fit in. High school is hard to fit in. Life is hard to fit in. Um, we get lost and we don't know where we're at. Jobs we're trying to fit in. Careers we're trying to fit in, right? But I know that all this, right, God loved us so much. He gave his, his one and only son. So I'm going to take you to a verse. I, I love to... Go over verses and remind and write it on your heart because when you get pressured and you get squeezed, your heart comes out with the, the verses that you know, right? So John three sixteen seventeen. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believed in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. So here goes my first point. Do it because God loved the world. If he didn't love the world, he wouldn't send his son, right? He would have shunned us and be like, nope, you have no chance no more, you know? He even said that, you know, like, I don't know, I can't, I can't deal with this, right? He, but he loved us so much, loved the world's order so much, he sent his only son to die on the cross. And I was like, man, to me, that, that strikes it, especially on Father's Day, right? Who would put their son as a sacrifice? I know I couldn't. That's what separates me from the Lord because he had faith that Jesus would do what he said he's going to do for us, right? And now we can live knowing the fact that we have eternity. All we have to do is accept him, that blood that washes us over, right? This guy's, all you have to do is accept him, right? It's basic. You don't have to be a theologian to know that. You don't have to be a preacher to know that. You don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be a master's degree person to know that Jesus Christ's blood washes and saves, right? It's so basic, simple. Simple. Who likes uh, Greg Rochelle? <laughs> I do. I, I, as a matter of fact, I was, uh, I need some, like, tape or something. Oh, yeah. Mike one? There we go. Problem is, is that's supposed to fit my giant head, so I apologize. <laughs> there you go. It's all good. Yeah, I, I uh, <clears throat> Great Rochelle, this morning I put on my headphones, listen to some worship music because I was nervous, right? 
And, I, and then all of a sudden, like, my breaker show popped up, and I was like, wow. And then he talked about a verse which I'm going to read. Uh, I don't have it on my notes, but I have it here. Romans 3.25, for God presents Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life. Shedding his blood, the sacrifice shows God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. So that's a powerful, right? Because what are we sacrificing? Are we sacrificing our image? Are we sacrificing... <laughs> Our, our work-life balance? Are we sacrificing our, our paychecks? Are we sacrificing our time? What are we sacrificing, right, to, to spread the gospel? And you got to look at that because I, I have a, I, I always make excuses, well, I'm too busy, but really, am I too busy to do the things that God's asking me to do, you know? What am I sacrificing, you know? And I, I'll be honest, yesterday, uh, Michelle, I was like, I was done helping move. I was like, oh, I'm tired, I'm going to go home. And he says, well, there's some beds upstairs to go get done. I was like, oh, Okay. I'm going to go get those beds done. I didn't want to. It was like, oh, I'm tired. But you know, I was like, you know what? All right, I'm going to go upstairs and sacrifice my time to help somebody else out because we need to do that for each other, right? Sacrifice is not a fun thing. Sacrificing means laying down one life for the other one, right? We're laying down one time for the other one, laying down one, one's ability for another one, laying down that foundation for somebody else, sacrificing who you are. And that's what Jesus did. He sacrificed who he was for us, you know? Because I guarantee you, when he comes back, he's not going to be the gentle lamb that he was before, right? He's coming back with the vengeance for the one, for his people, right? And he's going to be the lion that, of Judah that's coming back, right? So think about that. All right. I'm unorganized. Sorry. I need Sarah here. <laughs> so... I don't know, but I, I, don't deserve, I don't deserve his grace. Do you guys deserve his grace? I know I don't. But the, the beautiful thing is that um, we don't have to deserve it because you already did it, right? So I mean, you know, the crazy thing is like, man, before my past, when I first uh, got saved and I started serving in church, I started doing things because I wanted to pay for my transgressions. I wanted to pay for how bad I was. I wanted to work off a debt that... It, I wanted to work off on my own accord, but I couldn't work it off. I can't work it off. There's no way I can work it off, right? And so I, I signed up for everything. I said, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll clean the floor. Yes, 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 I'll do everything. But the thing was is that I was doing it without knowing that my, I was trying to sanctify myself the wrong way without his blood, right? Without knowing that he already saved what I have. Now when I say yes, yes, yes is because I know what he's done for me. It's not about paying off anything, any debt. It's because I want to spread the love that he once showed me, the grace that he once showed me, because you guys deserve it. We deserve it, right? We, des we deserve to show how much we love Jesus for what he's done for us, right? It's not about me, 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 or what I did, because you can't pay for that. He's already paid for it. But he's asked you to change your heart and, and, and uh, know who he is so you can do the things that he's asking you to do. I don't know how many times I say no, and I talk to John about this all the time. He goes, yeah, you know, I say no, you say no. There's some things we do we say yes to. And I go, yeah, I would like to say yes more, but it has to be because he wants me to do it. 
It can't be because I want to do it. It has to be because of him. Right? The only reason why I'm preaching, preaching today is because of him. Not because I, I, Pastor Justin, can I preach? Can I preach? Can I preach? No, I never said that. I hate this. I hate coming up here and, and preaching. But the thing is that um, he'll throw you in some uncomfortable situations all the time. You got to let him, though, right? Yeah. So, on that note, Romans 8.38, NLT. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor the worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Man. If you get nothing from today, that verse right there, keep it with you because we're going to go through some times that we're going to be down and out. But that verse tells you, nothing can separate you from his love. You, you know, people are like, well, I messed up. Who cares if you messed up? Repent. Go back to him. He's, he's going to take you back open arms. He's not going to say, no, get away from me. No, he's not going to. He's going to say, no, come back to me. Come back to me. You're my son. You're my daughter. I love you. Your home's open to me, right? Because that's all you got to do. Nothing can separate you. There goes Ava. Next verse is Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equal important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And the reason why I think God sent me to that part is because that's all he asks us to do. You know? Is, is uh, love your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And I tried to get fancy. I found some Greek words, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know, the heart is, uh, well, it talks about agapo love, right? And, and uh, the Greek word agape is often translated love in the New Testament. How agape love is different from other types of love is the essence of agape love is goodwill, benevolence, willful delight in the, in the object of love, right? So that's agape love. And then the Greek term for heart is kadra. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Kadra? I don't know. But at first, the most, per- most, Immortal part of the person. It is not only the source of desire of the heart that seats your, your will, right? So a lot of times your reflection is your heart's reflection. What you see is your heart's reflection, right? Then it talks about mind, or actually soul. Uh, the Greek word soul is soch. It refers to a person's core identity, the true life, the essence of who a person is, the inner character, and continues the outward body, right? So that first... Lion says, you must love your Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And mind is your mindset, right? And I always go back to um, Romans 12, 2. Uh, transform your mind and don't conform to the patterns of the world, right? And I think that if we transform our mind to what God's asking us to do, that we, our heart's aligned, our heart reflects what God's asking us to do. And the more you read, the more you do, and more servitude you do, the heart gets reflected. And then your soul is craving eternity. 
right, is craving heaven. Our body, I talked to, you know, good conversations from doing servitude. I talked to John, and he goes, yo, our body is of this world. Our body wants to be comfortable. Our body wants to be here in this world. We're seeking out eternity here in this world, but our soul, our spirit is seeking out eternity. That's where we're growing, is our, our eternity, our spirit, because this is fleshly body, it's gone, right? You know, a good pastor once told me, Why, what, are you fear, what are you fearful of? You know, the enemy can't kill a dead man. You're already dead. You're reborn again. Your soul's going somewhere else. The flesh is what wants to stay behind. The flesh wants to be cushy, right? So it's hard for me to remember that, though, because, <laughs> you know, things hurt. <laughs> mm. So the second point is do it because Jesus, Jesus commands us to. So Jesus commands us to love our neighbor. Who loves their neighbor sometimes? Sometimes. <laughs> is it, it's hard to love your neighbor sometimes. It's good. You can love your neighbor when it goes your way, right? But when it doesn't go your way, it's hard to love somebody, right? But how do we know, how, to, how can we get back to that, that, that point where we're loving somebody because um, Jesus is asking us to do it, right? Not because we want to do it. That's the hardest thing to do. It's show somebody grace, so show somebody love. Even your spouse sometimes. When you guys get into a, a conflict, it's hard to show your spouse that same courtesy that Jesus showed you because we're in that stuck, that stuck prideful moment. I, even I get there. Like, it's, well, I want to argue this point. Why? We could be, Pastor Keith goes, you could be even, uh, you could be wrong in your rightfulness. You could be so right about something that you're wrong the way you handle it. Who's going to listen to that stubborn person trying to make a point? And me and Phil talk about this a lot. We're trying to make a point that Jesus is the Messiah, that somebody's not ready yet, their heart's not ready yet. But how do you show them? By your love. You show them by your love. You show your neighbor by your love. Even when you don't want to. Even when you don't feel like it. He's a way maker. Even when you don't feel like it, you know? I know it has something else. <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. I go really fast. I'm not, I'm not, I'm good? Okay. I'm good, I'm good. Um, I know that we talked about this verse last sermon, but this is uh, a verse I come back to because it's very important because uh, and talk about, but Pastor Justin, Justin, that last message we had was powerful because, man, no one could argue about your testimony, right? People could debate, argue about how they translate scripture or verses or translations or religions or theology, but man, God, I mean, nobody could like say, no, Jesus didn't do that for you. No, he didn't save you that way. No, he didn't show up in your life that way. Who could argue that point? That's your perspective. He's showing you, right? And so that's why I love this verse. This is one of my life verses, and, and I think that everybody should, you know, seek out a life verse that they're looking for, doesn't it? But this one, why? Because it's so important for me because um, somebody, I got saved by somebody telling me their testimony, right? And I believe that your testimony is not for you. Your testimony is for somebody else, Right? What God's delivered you from is for somebody else, not just for you. 
you go into that experience because how do you learn? How does the organism learn by experience, right? By growing together. So they need that testimony. So Revelation is 12, 11, NLT. And they had defeated him by the blood of the lamb and their testimony, the power of their testimony. Man. Yeah, so don't stop talking about what God's done in your life, right? Don't, don't let the enemy say it's insignificant because my testimony is not as good as that person's testimony. It's not the truth, right? God does things in everybody's life differently, my life differently. He made everybody so unique and different because he knew that's a successful purpose. You can't take away from that special purpose that you have, that one person that God puts in your life. Who runs into people and be like, why am I running to this person over and over again? Why? Because you got something to share with them. God's connecting you. There's a reason why God's connecting with that person over and over again. You guys share a similar bond, similar experience, something you guys thought to talk about. Deliverance, what God's delivered you from. I think we're so scared of saying what God has delivered us from because we worry about if it's going to come out right. Just talk. It comes out right. I mess up all kinds of words, and it still comes out right. So <laughs> This has to be about him, not about us. So my last point is, do it because your testimony is powerful. Your testimony is powerful. And you know, I, I, I'm up here because uh, God's asked us to come up here and, and, and talk and, and uh, spread the gospel and spread teach, you know. But I, I honestly believe that each one of us has the ability to spread the gospel and spread what God teaches us through the week. But you can't do it if you're not connected with people. You can't do it if you don't let people inside and, and uh, able to open up and go out there and, and communicate this, right? Yeah, I'm not saying to go and, and start doing street evangelism where you're, you're spreading the gospel by talking the Bible out. I'm talking about, I, I don't know about you, but the only way I changed because somebody took me out to lunch and actually shared time with me, shared a relationship with me, shared um, their testimony with me, right? It's about building a relationship. So if you're not connected with somebody, get connected with somebody. Don't do this on your own. You know, do, do it with somebody. And, and also learn how to be not just a giver or a taker, but be a giver too, right? Learn how to receive and give because you help encourage and build the body that way. Receive and give. So my point is that I was doing things for all the wrong reasons, right? I was doing things because I was trying to look good in front of people. I was trying to... Uh, achieve a status. I was trying to pay for my sins. I was trying to atone. But when we do something, do it because God's and Jesus is asking you to do it. Do it for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons, right? So I have this up here because um, my testimony is that this is Ava, right? She says, Dad's my superhero a long time ago. And, and, and uh, being in your kid's life, right? And show them that little respect, and, and it changes generations, it changes lineage. So keep on doing what you're doing. So, yep. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstone's Church in person at Dorothy McElhenney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, 
church center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.